Hello, I'm Phil Svitek, 360 Creative Coach, and welcome to my blog, where I highlight my creative journey and share the various obstacles that I come across, as well as the victories, and highlight the things that I'm applying when to overcome those obstacles, whether you know learning it in the moment or things that I picked up in the past. So as far as last week is concerned, overall a big week. And mainly because last week was the first time that my feature film Idol was available to watch. Now it was part of a film festival and you know as is 2020 it was an online film festival. I don't know any film festival that isn't online at the moment. I could be wrong. I'm just saying based on the observation that I have. And so while it would have been, you know, great to really be in a theater with people seeing their interactions and so forth, the year is what it is. And in a sense, I'm glad that the people got a chance to see the movie. And part of the people, you know, one, one half, if you will, was the cast and crew. You know, we never got to, we, literally we were planning a premiere party just a week or two before the quarantine hit and and we were we never could have that premiere party and, and celebrate the victory that was the movie which you know it is what it is in that sense and as much as I would have loved to have that this was the first chance for the actors and the crew to see the movie in its completion and also the you know fans people that I I know personally, as well as people that just kind of randomly stumbled onto it, you know, through the festival or other means. And, you know, in that sense, it was great to get the feedback from the the cast and crew. I think they, uh, you know, they sent me some wonderful texts. And, but also, you know, not to diminish them, it was great to also get the perspective of, of just audiences. And that was a very humbling thing because, you know, they don't necessarily have a connection to the movie. They don't have to look at it a certain way. You know, they don't look, there's not that, call it like rose-colored glasses or something like that. They see it, you know, for the first time with no, no bias, for lack of a better term. And so to get responses whether through social media or in the comment sections about it or you know what how through emails it was, it was wonderful to see that people did enjoy the movie it was great and I'm glad that I'm glad that they did uh, it was like I said it was a humbling thing you know never never do I do anything for the adulation side of it nor do I think we as creatives should but nonetheless uh, you know it's great when people do love our work um, why wouldn't it be, you know, I, and, you know, I, I appreciate it. I'm grateful for it. I don't put it up necessarily on a pedestal in, uh, in that sense, but you know, it's, it's great to hear one kind of a quick side note. One of the things that, uh, that Ryan holiday talks a lot about is this idea of always starting your next project, bef- you know, um, before your, you know, past project is, is out. Because a lot of times, whether it's a book, a movie, a song release, whatever, there's a gap of time where you've completed the song, you've done everything artistically that you know you wanted to, and it's in its final form before it actually comes out. And so that gap of time 
utilize it to to do something else so that way you're not putting your mental eggs in a ba- in one basket of like okay I, this needs to hit for me like you're you're on to the next and that doesn't mean when the 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 past project comes out that you shouldn't celebrate it. i think that's that's the thing that a lot of creatives we don't we don't really stop and take the time to appreciate the things that we've done and it could be a short poem it could be you know a drawing whatever else is whatever kind of thing you create appreciate that you've created it i think we need a little bit more recognition of ourselves and so you know to that effect i am very grateful and humbled by what people said about the movie and you know it's great but but not it, and I think part part of why it made it so special was because it was, I don't want to even, let's say unexpected, right? And maybe it wasn't purely unexpected in, in, in full regard, but I wasn't like anticipating, I wasn't looking at my phone for like, oh, when, when's, when, when am I going to get an email? When am I going to get a text or whatever else, right? I've, I've long since learned in doing kind of even just these lessons in these videos that you know, you, you do your best with whatever you're working on and you put it out there. But if you, you know, in your heart of hearts, if you think, oh, this is definitely going to hit, you just, it never works out the way you think it does. There's been plenty, like even on, on social media, this is a microcosm of it. I, I, I think like, oh, I put together a great quote or, you know, something really inspirational and it's, gonna re- and it's been meaningful to me. And it's, of course, it's going to touch other people. And it doesn't. <laughs> uh, it doesn't devalue it but it doesn't hit the same way as something else that I you know is more silly to me or something like that and you know I, I don't give it much thought you know I, I'm, I'm very cognizant of it and want it to you know resonate but but you know don't give it the same sort of full effort and something like that I post it and boom all of a sudden that's the thing that's you know people people are connecting with so it's just that thing you just never know ultimately and so it's nice when people connect with something, but you got to just, you got to keep working at, at doing the things that you want to do. So uh, as of right now, the movie is not available to watch. You know, it was available for a week. So um, I appreciate you if you did take the opportunity to watch it. If you haven't, that's okay. This, it's not a one and done deal. There will be more opportunities to watch it when uh, I don't know. That's not me withholding information. That's simply, you know, we've submitted to multiple festivals. Uh, and, you know, who knows that some of them might even get pushed back. We're waiting on when those happen and things of that nature. So we'll see when it becomes available uh, and how they're going to uh, even screen it and so forth. So I'll keep you updated. For all the various updates, you can go to philsvitek.com slash idle. That's I-D-Y-L-L. Uh, it's also in the, co- um, the description box for your ease. But, but I promise, like, you know, eventually I'll put it out on some sort of uh, streaming platform for, for anyone to, to watch. So I'm looking forward to that. Again, can't give a timeline. Could be a year. Could be two years. I don't know, unfortunately. The other kind of big thing that happened last week is uh, is I had 
an interview with a USC professor in the digital and interactive arts um, section of the, of the learning curriculum. And his name is Sam Roberts, not to be confused with, uh, with a friend of mine named Sam Roberts, who is a SiriusXM broadcaster. Small world, I guess. Nevertheless, USC professor Sam Roberts, uh, I had reached out to him because I'm working on a sci-fi script dealing with virtual reality and artificial intelligence. And it's not, it's using that stuff as uh, a basis to ask deeper, more meaningful questions about art. The the title of of the script is In Search of Sunrise, but nevertheless, I wanted to really be able to ground the movie as much as I can. So I wanted to to have this information about you know quantum computing and artificial intelligence and virtual realities, and then kind of you know in a, in a theoretical sense like as far, push it as far as I could, uh, you know what would that look like? And I I've done research at this point about you know all these topics, but whether it be books, podcasts, uh, videos, and so forth, you you can only kind of take it so far, right? Because, you know, the, book, the, the books don't, you know, they're, they're, they choose a topic that they want to talk about. Meaning some of your more specific questions aren't going to always be there, right? And so you have to really do a lot of digging and, and certainly, you know, it, 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 be, it can be quite, uh, you know, the research part of any sort of project can be quite exhausting. And I mean that both time-wise uh, because you have to, you know, do a lot of research, but but also mentally and, and physically sometimes. And so, as part of the trick, I, I don't know why I I never had to do this before because most of the stuff that I have worked on creatively are more like everyday type of experiences, and so I can draw from my friends, I can draw from myself, and so this being a kind of a sci-fi concept, I I, I you know found him out. Uh, reached out and we scheduled, you know, a time to meet. And so we met for, we, we zoomed for 45 minutes last Friday and it was wonderful. Now I, I recorded the conversation via zoom. I had asked him, Hey, do you, do you mind if I record this? And you know, the, the deal was like, of course, uh, not a problem because my thought was I didn't want to, I wanted to focus on the interview. I didn't want to spend time writing notes and missing something. And so by having it on video, I could always replay it and, you know, take notes that way. But as part of it, you know, uh, the, the notion was that it would be a private thing for me. It, you know, I wouldn't put it out there. But man, like just uh, really fascinating guy, really, really smart. And th- there was a whole number of things that we had kind of gone down towards. Uh, you know, a couple of the big takeaways from it was this idea that, uh you know, in computing, synonym, I'll, I'll use compu- computing kind of synonymous with coding, there's just an inherent bias. It's like whoever codes the program, you know, whatever their blind spots are, they're going to kind of be woven in. And even when you collect large sets of data, just based on the data that you collect, it's like, okay, well, uh, you know, that's what's, you know, if, if, if you're not aware like it's, it's, it's very difficult to create a truly unbiased piece of code. 
because you know e even when you collect data from from various parts you know just the methodology of that data collection and the people you collect it from influences the coding of it um, so this was kind of very very interesting and through the perspective of what I'm trying to achieve or you know talk about in in, in the script that I'm writing it's this uh, you know part of what we want to explore is like that fine line between artistic vision and you know true like computer unbiased you know experiential forms and it's like you know if black lives matter tomorrow decided let's let's create a virtual reality program where people can step into it and experience what black the black experience is in america that certainly is different than because you're aware of the artifice you're aware of the intent there, there's an artistic point to it chloe um that's uh those are my dogs agreeing with me or disagreeing with me. And so, so you know, in, in that sort of experience, you're aware and you, you give it that artistic leeway. Whereas if, if you almost present it as, you know, just kind of fact of the matter, you're unaware of those biases, but they're going to be there. And so you can't, you can't have that. Um, I mean, not that you can't have that, but, but meaning that, you know, whether, whether the coders or certainly the people, they're unaware. And, and if, and if these things go unchecked, you know, there could be consequences to that. So, I mean, it's, it, it, this is just kind of microcosm. I'm still truthfully like processing all the information that he said, like we talked for 45 minutes, he probably did 43 minutes worth of the talking. And I don't, I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm saying that in the sense of how brilliant he was and what and how much he shared with me. So I'm, I'm really grateful to him. And it was, yeah, like I said, it was great to have those specific points of question, uh, specificity. And I think, you know, ultimately they're, they're enriching the, the script that I'm writing because, you know, these were things he, he answered, um, details about certain plot holes and motivation that uh, I was unaware of that, you know, and it would have been probably without him. So I'm very grateful. The other big kind of victory, it's more of a technical victory, like a, a, a skill set victory versus like a creative victory, but nonetheless, uh, really, really kind of revolutionary in this sense. I, I, had, I had found a way to remove filler words from audio podcasts fast. So meaning in my, in my professional life, you know, the, the job that pays the, my, my, um, my rent and so forth, I edit podcasts, right? For Cadence 13. And, and in a large part, a lot of what I do is, you know, the, the, the big podcasts that are out there, the most successful ones, the ones that get, you know, um, hundreds of thousands plus downloads are, are cleaned up for ums, likes, you knows. And this is because it sounds less professional to have them in there. And certainly it detracts from the message. So let me give you an example. I can have a 45 minute episode and even if just a simple cleanup, like if someone doesn't have a lot of ums and things like that, stutters and so forth, you can still clean out a good like 
five minutes out of an episode just by doing that. And the goal isn't necessarily to shorten the episodes, but the more succinct a message is, the more it will resonate. It's, it's almost like, to me, no different than speed reading a book versus reading a book slow. You actually retain, you would maybe think that reading a book slower, you would retain everything because you're, you're, you're spending so much time really comprehending. But in fact, it's quite the opposite. If you actually speed read, you will retain a lot more of that information. And so I kind of think it along those lines. And so, you know, it, but, but that side of it, removing filler words is, is tedious of a task, and it's certainly a time-consuming task, especially when there's a lot of them. And so I ran, I road-tested an episode that had over 3,000 filler words. And, you know, this is something that, you know, before this, people would have to, like myself, would have to take out. Now, I ran it through this process that, that I, you know, discovered and thought of, and, and, and within like five minutes... I was able to remove all of them. So this is really, truly amazing because this is something that I've been like thinking about for the longest time of like, the, I'm always one, like there's got to be an easier way to do this, right? And there's got to be a way to automate it and so forth. And I'm a big fan of that. And so through a combination of asking the right questions, through a combination of the right technology in certain parts, I finally honed in on something and I was like, okay, if I combine this with this and this, then perhaps this is possible. And so, you know, that's how I found this. And uh, yeah, it, it works wonderfully. Now, you know, it's, I still have to do various road tests of it. And certainly, uh, you know, it's something that, uh, that I think is so game changing that like, um, and, and knew that I'm not quite kind of, ready to, to share on like ex the exact specifics. But if you are interested in, you know, this and, and having, having uh, filler words removed from your podcast, well, I'm, I'm offering to do it for very cheap through Fiverr. I've included a link for you down below. So, you know, if this is something that you, that would save you a lot of time, uh, by all means, you know, look for me through there and I'd be happy to, happy to do it for you. Um, and then the other thing that I've also been doing is I've been doing teaching. So, uh, you know, I have a friend that really wants to learn editing and he's been asking me for a long time. And, you know, I said, okay, let's do it. You know, let's, let's finally do it. Um, you know, sure. There's other stuff going on in my life, but, um, but it kind of gets me oddly in a way to be social because, <laughs> you know, we're spending hours at a time you know, learning and interacting. And so, so I've, I've been doing that. And um, it's kind of interesting, you know, uh, in that sense, like this is someone who's literally starting from scratch, uh, ground zero as far as, you know, all learning, you know, and whether it be like sample rates and, um, you know, keyframes, like all, all this sort of terminology that goes into editing, he is learning like just, just ground zero. And so in that sense, it's a good exercise for me to really work to explain something very simply for someone who obviously who doesn't know that. And the fact that we're making, I, I think we're making progress um, and he's retaining this stuff, uh, I get excited about because it means I'm teaching it correctly. The, the last sort of thing that 
you know, I, I'll touch upon is last week I made this decision that I'm going to focus on completing the projects that are open-ended uh, before I move on to new stuff. So one of the biggest projects that for me is my novel. And I have like 10 notes left to address. Now, they're not simple notes where, you know, you just change up a couple of sentences. They're kind of like a domino effect where, you know, if you change one thing here, it changes the motive and you got to make sure it tracks throughout the rest of the novel. But by hell or high water, I'm committed to, you know, doing this. And so uh, before I move on to new stuff, because then I can have a clear head into the new projects and be finally done with this. And in fact, I was querying the book, um, you know, before this because it was pretty much done. And when you query a book, they only ask generally for the first five pages, the 10 or 10 pages or the first three chapters, which for me are about 15 pages. And so from that regard, I was like, okay, the first three chapters completed, um, they don't have these notes, so they're fine. Um, but even then, I was like, you know what? Let me just, rather than spend time and energy querying the book, let me just get it done completely so it's not taking up mental space anymore in my brain. And then I can query all I want, and I can work on the script that I've been wanting to work on, you know, that I talked about with, uh, you know, the interview I had with Sam Roberts. That, that's what that was for. Uh and whatever else, right? So I'm kind of thinking about in those terms, you know. So I'm gonna I'm gonna work on the novel, then I'm gonna finalize a couple of things with the movie. As far as like I'm gonna put out a, a trailer, and just be kind of just just done with all of that, so I can move on to new creative stuff. Um, because it's it's one of those things, you know. Yeah, you can work on multiple projects, and I'm, I'm certainly you know capable of doing that. And as I'm sure at times you do that, and certainly are capable of it. But at a certain point. You know, it, I, I, in this sense, I feel like it's becoming detrimental because I've got too many open-ended things, and sometimes it's just good to close those various loops. Um, so that's what I'm going to do. Anyway, that's what I have for you creatively. That's you know the things that I've been thinking about doing. You know, uh, from the other perspective, obviously, there's a lot of things happening in the world, and you know, I'm continuing to educate myself, trying to stay as informed as I can. You know, luckily I have friends. We, we, we constantly share and talk about our experiences. And so that's helpful. Uh, you know, hopefully you have someone in your life that you're able to to really be open with in, in these um, 2020 trying times, if you will. Um, but yeah, you know, sometimes, sometimes too, it's okay to take a week off or more, you know, um, life in general is a marathon not a sprint and so it does you no service to burn yourself out um, you know so if you need if you need the time to kind of just rest and relax there's nothing creative you have to do there's nothing you know just just kind of relax if that's if that's beneficial so <clears throat> excuse me only you can know that answer anyway that's what i have for you thank you for taking time to tune in I appreciate you as always. If you have questions or you know thoughts of your own, by all means ask. If there's specific things you want me to touch upon in individual lessons, let me know. Happy to do that for you. Thank you, and I'll see you next time.